25 years on the PGA Tour and a lifetime member of the PGA Tour and PGA of America. Jay Delsing brings you his perspective on one of the world's greatest games as a professional golfer and network broadcaster. It's the game that connects the pros and the average Joes. Brought to you by Whitmore Country Club. Golf with Jay Delsing is now on 101 ESPN. Good morning. This is Golf with Jay Delsing, and welcome to my show. I've got to start this show off talking about the President's Cup. What a dramatic ending to the competition down in in, uh, Melbourne, Australia. They were playing Royal Melbourne, which is really an interesting golf course. Uh, We go talk about that a little later. So the U.S. went 16-14. to And at no point in time did it look like the U.S. were really going to win. If you look at day one, Ernie Els had his side out at a really fast start. Day one, the internationals were up four to one. A little bit of comeback on day two. And this is actually, as I look back on it, this is actually where the tide and momentum started to turn. Day two wound up six and a half points to three and a half points. But at one point, with about three holes left in the last match, it looked like the internationals were going to go up eight to two. And that would have pretty been, in my opinion, probably insurmountable. But what happened is uh, Justin Thomas and Tiger Woods pulled out a match. Uh, Ricky Fowler um, and his partner did, um, oh, man, just hung in there. Matt Kuchar made some some really great saves almost all week with his putter to bring that score up to six and a half to three and a half. Saturdays ended with the with the international side up nine points to five in the morning. So there's there's um there's four matches in the morning and then four matches in the afternoon on Saturday. That's day three. And at the end of the PM matches on Saturday the internationals led 10 to 8. Now here's what you need to know about the final day on President's Cup. The US has not won the point total on that singles day Sunday since 2009. So you're going to say, "Well, wait a second. The US has absolutely owned this competition." Before this match year there were 11 uh, 12 prior President's Cups. And the U.S. was leading 10, 10 wins, one loss, one tie. 10, one, and one over 12. And I got to just throw this little editorial in. I really, really think it would have been better for golf had the Euros won. But anyway, we'll get back to that later. I also have some uh, who are the winners and who are the losers here. Uh, we're going to go over some of the the points and some of the things that uh, some of the people did. We've got um, some really neat stuff, but let's go to the go right to the Sunday singles. Okay, so everyone in the competition plays in the singles matches, so there are twelve matches. Who does Captain Woods send out in the first match? He sends himself out. And he's playing Abraham Answer. So many of you may not have heard of Abraham Answer, but you will. I really believe you will. He was an absolute stalwart for the international side. 
He absolutely played great. He made a comment, though, that he probably, it wasn't disrespectful, but he, he made a comment that he would undoubtedly like to take back. When they were playing in the World Golf Championship down in Mexico City earlier this year, he made a comment to the media that says, yeah, in the President's Cup, I really hope I get to play Tiger. Now, it wasn't like, uh, oh, I don't think Tiger's any good anymore. Tiger's too old at almost 44. He just said that. Well, this Tiger Woods guy does not need or does not miss any potential fuel for his fire. Because he went out in the first match and he wins three and two over Abraham Manson. I got to tell you, one of the coolest things you'll ever see is if you go on, oh, go online anywhere and look at how this match ended. Tiger stood over about a 15, 18 foot putt and hit this putt so well and knew that it was going in. He took his hat off when the ball was about three feet from the cup to walk over and shake young Abraham answers hand. And um, I think he did make a comment also that said, um, you know, Abraham got what he asked for. He got to play me. And he got a big L hung up on his his mantle. So, uh, but most importantly was the symbolic, to me, you guys, the symbolicness of having Tiger go out first and him going and capturing that point and showing his team, hey, this is our day. Here we go. And it was our day. There were some notable things that happened. Um, Tony Finau was was uh, was playing against Hideki Matsuyama. And Matsuyama was four up after nine holes. And Tony Finau hung in there, battled back, and managed to get a tie with Matsuyama, which was absolutely massive for the team because Finau was in the first – uh, several matches, and when you see a big, uh, when you see one of your teammates that's down by such a big margin, and then all of a sudden starts clawing back and clawing back and clawing back, and he fights back enough to get a half a point, oh, it's like a huge adrenaline boost for that team. Uh, there were some others. Patrick Reed finally did something other than cause a bunch of controversy and a bunch of drama, and he uh, he won his match. Um, we had two huge ties in, uh, in the last two matches of uh, the President's Cup. Matt Kuchar and Ricky Fowler were down most of the day and fought back and fought back and, and got back to uh, being tied with um, uh, their international team opponents. They played um, Mark Leishman and, um, oh gosh, I think, and Louis Oosthuizen. And the Louis and um, Leishman were up on on Kucher and Fowler all day long. So anyway, the President's Cup is pulled out. U.S. wins sixteen to fourteen. Here's the winners and the losers from the competition. First of all, both captains huge winners. First, of all, I'm going to say this too: golf wins again. In my opinion, I think it would have been a bigger boost had the internationals hung on and won the the event, but they didn't. But it was one of the most hotly contested matches of the President's Cup history and exciting as hell to watch, honestly, on TV. 
So both captains, Ernie L's leadership, he used metrics this time, you guys. He used a bunch of the shot link information, a bunch of who was trending on their team at the right time, who was playing well, who wasn't. And it was really out-of-the-box thinking for golf, and it he almost pulled it off. And look to see L's captain again in two more years. I totally believe he'll be captaining that ship. Tiger Woods' leadership was just fantastic, and he set the stage by playing as well as he did. Tiger Woods got was worth three points to the U.S. side, three of the 16 points. Justin Thomas, huge, huge week for him, three and a half points for JT, and he lost his single match. He had a chance to bring home four and a half points that week. Xander Shoffley. Patrick Cantlay also got three points. They played every match. They were really, really solid, and their golf games were good. I got to throw a couple of honorable mentions out to Ricky Fowler. He got two and a half points. And this is going to sound odd, but I'm giving a shout-out to Webb Simpson. First of all, I know Webb. Webb is a great guy, great attitude. Had to be because he got stuck with the biggest loser of the week, and the biggest loser of the week was Don was was carrying the red, white, and blue along, and that was Patrick Reed. We'll get into that in a minute. But Simpson had Patrick Reed as his partner in three matches, and Patrick was awful, and they lost all three. But to Webb's credit, he hung in there, was a great teammate, teammate, and he won his individual match. Without that point, there could have been a different outlook. The international winners, Abraham Answer for sure, Unbelievable performance for Abraham Answer, even though he did lose to Tiger Woods. Woods, Woods, sorry. <laughs> Easy for me to say. Son J.M. got three and a half points. He's a 21-year-old Rookie of the Year in 2019 on the PGA Tour and just an absolute stud. Hit lasers all week long, made clutch putts, and brought home three and a half points for the, for the international side. Honorable mention goes to Adam Scott. He had to want this so badly on his home turf. He got two and a half points. Matsuyama, two and a half points. And Louis Oosthuizen was two and a half points. Here's my losers for the week. Patrick Reed, biggest loser. Got all riled up in this cheating controversy, which to me, he definitely broke the rules the week before in, in Tiger's tournament in the Bahamas. That debacle in the sand, w- w- ridiculous. Ridiculous. I, don't even, I, can't, I can't even come close to defending him. Uh, he was 1-3-0. and Now, he did come back and bring home a big point in the individual's match, so okay. But just too much drama around this dude. He, it's irritating. Clean it up, man. This, this, uh, you're a good player. Just play golf and do some of the right things. Treat people well. I know. Crazy. Um, the other loser, my, my boy Joaquin Neiman, the 20-year-old from Chile, had a really rough week. He only got a half a point for the international side. Bryson DeChambeau for the U.S. only got a half a point, but I will say this: it did. Bryson DeChambeau was not playing well. Neither was Neiman, and neither was Hatong Lee. Hatong Lee got the big goose. He brought home a goose egg for the international squad, zero and two, and really brutal. But one of the things, folks, you got to realize about these competitions: it's not like. Everybody on the team is playing well right now. This team was decided months and months and months ago. And these guys are on the team, and some of their games were trending well, like JT and Tiger and some of the others, and others were not. Bryson DeChambeau is in the middle of adding a bunch of weight to his body. He's gained almost 15 pounds, and he was clearly 
out of sync, clearly out of sync. Ha Tong Lee, I, I, I'm not sure what happened to him. He looked like he, he's normally a left-handed golfer and tried to play right-handed this week and was just really out of sorts and just tells you golf's a hard game. But, um, boy, I, I tell you, all of the all of the competition was great. I got to add this little sidebar on the Patrick Lee bandwagon that's running into the mud. His caddy was the first player caddy ever to be removed from the competition because after his his uh, partner match on Saturday, he got into a fight with a spectator, jumped off the cart as they were heading back and, and pushed somebody. So he was uh, kindly asked not to show up on Sunday. And uh, that just was kind of the uh, the icing on the cake. That's my take on the President's Cup. Love to hear yours. Reach out to me, Jay, at jdelsongolf.com. Don't go anywhere. Coming up next, Pearlie and I are going to talk about uh, physical fitness and how that's changed on the PGA Tour and what these PGA Tour players are doing to get themselves prepared, not only for a round of golf, but for a full year of play. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. Quick note, we just got a call from our friend Joe Sheezer at USA Mortgage. He said the rates are still below 4%, and if you mention Golf with Jay Delsing, he'll give you a discount on your closing costs. Please call him today at 314-628-2015. Do you folks know about a family-owned and operated jewelry business that's been in the St. Louis area since 1946? If you haven't heard the name Sutley before, well, you have now. They are the premier Hearts on Fire dealer in the metropolitan region and have been for more than 21 years. What's a Hearts on Fire diamond, you ask? It is the world's most perfectly cut diamond. The Sutleys are knowledgeable and passionate about your jewelry needs and are open six days a week. They will treat you like family and want to understand your wishes and desires. Their business thrives on developing personal relationships with you. Sully's also strive to stay on top of the latest trends in fashion with amazing selection of designer jewelry from famous designers like Lagos, Zengani, Simon G., just to name a few. It's all done at Sully. Sully's is on the cutting edge of the diamond business, featuring the lab-grown diamonds that can cost 30 to 40% less than a mined diamond. Whether it's a hearts on fire, designer or custom jewelry, or even the new and innovative lab-grown diamonds, let Sutley Jewelers take care of all your jewelry needs. I have known this family for 45 years. Go in and see Gary. Ask for Gus. Ask for Laura. It's a family business, and they are terrific people. They're located in the Lamp and Lantern Village on Clayton Road, just west of Highway 141 in Town & Country. You can also visit them at saettele.com. Doster, Olam, and Boyle, LLC, are a proud sponsor of Golf with Jay Delsing here on 101 ESPN. The firm was started in January 2015 by Mike Doster, Jess Olam, and John Boyle, three veterans of the St. Louis real estate, banking, commercial, and corporate legal landscape. The firm was founded on the shared view that success should be measured by client and community satisfaction, not profits for partner. The firm's focus is on business, real estate, corporate, finance, and restructuring, and succession planning. Since its founding in 2015, Doster, Olam, and Boyle have been involved in real estate, business, and corporate transactions with a combined value in excess of over $1 billion. For decades, Doster, Olam, and Boyle lawyers have been recognized as leaders in their practice areas by their peers. Doster, Olam, and Boyle, LLC. Extraordinary talent, ordinary people. The choice of a lawyer is an important decision and should not be based solely upon advertisements. You're listening to Golf with Jay Delsing on 101 ESPN. 
You can find Jay online at jdelsinggolf.com. Welcome back. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. John and I are here this morning, and uh, we got to give our, our bump to uh, Whitmore Country Club. They've been a great title sponsor for the show our first year. We had a great time a couple weeks ago. Bummer and I did a little exhibition to the credit of the club and it speaks to what kind of club it is. We had nearly 200 people follow That's us awesome. by nine holes. That's yeah, it was awesome. in November. I mean, it was it was terrific. But there's 90 holes of golf with this membership at Whitmore. Uh, the Missouri Bluffs, the Links of Dardeen, Golf Club of Wentzville uh, are all included in that membership. So you get 90 holes to play. Golf, No golf cart fees at all. No food and beverage minimums at all. No assessments at all. Um, a huge uh, pool complex. Their fitness centers open 24 hours a day. And then the amenities that they throw in for the families are just, they're, they're endless. You know, there's a kids club, which is really popular around the country. There's swim teams and junior tennis, junior golf. They run um, golf league skins games, members tournaments, couples events, the holiday calendar for parties, the social aspect of that club. What's cool about that, and I saw at this exhibition that we did, is people loved being there. You know what I mean? They loved being there. I went in and had a pop with them in the 19th hole, and we had, you know, 60 people just hanging out in there. It's really fun. So if you're interested in joining a club and you care about uh, uh, taking care of your family and giving them a lot of things to do, you got to go to WhitmoreGolf.com. Good time of year to do it. End of the year, start thinking about what are we going to do next year and next summer. Yep, they're doing a, they're doing a really good job out there. We've also got a, a segment from Cindy Vickers coming up called The Leading Edge. Um, and she's, man, it, one of the things we talked about, we got to mention this with Cindy. This is it. So you just talked about what a great time it is to look at your club. It's also a great time to do something for your body when you can't go outside every day in the summer like we could. You got to get off the couch, man. This is the time of year. Yeah, to not slip behind, but also the things that were maybe holding you back last summer, this is the time of the year to go do it, that next level of flexibility, next level of strength, whatever different things that uh, Cindy's bringing to the table here. Now's the right time. She called me and said she's already got two uh, um, new clients from the show. And it, but it, it's interesting, though, because we want the easy way out, Pearl. We want to say, oh, if I get a new driver... New driver with the old swing, man. Come on. It's the same swing. Technology it's, is important and, and it, it helps. But at the end of the day, yep. if if your physical is holding you back, uh, there's not enough technology out there to, to get it done. Yeah, right. So um, so that's that's really kind of fun to, to have Cindy and her expertise on there. And she uh, she's a... Uh, How'd you run into her, Jay? The game. You know, she reached out to me. Oh, good um, for her. Had heard about the show and um, said, you know... I think I can really help these guys. And the fact that she's TPI certified, Mm -hmm. that's everything. They were the first in the water. TPI stands for Titleist Performance Institute. And what they do is basically what TPI started, John, is the the nucleus and the center for all of this uh, physical fitness Mm -hmm. in golf now. Really? Very specific exercises. They've had monitors on all parts of your body, had the player swinging and said, oh, this rotational stuff. This is the obliques, or this is the, you know, what, whatever it is. And uh, do you have obliques? Yes, I do. Do you? Yes, I, I don't do. have obliques. I think I don't have uh, any anyway. ones. I got little ones. Yeah, they're they're not. They don't. I don't know if I do. I don't use them. But um, <laughs> what they do is um, so they 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 created this this entire exercise program for each body part, and that's what you see guys doing. I'm not sure. 
folks know how much uh, the tour guys are into the physical aspect oh, and the stretching man. and the range of motion, etc. Why don't you talk about that just for a minute? Yeah, so the stretching part is is everything because that's why you see kind of these long uh, sinewy muscles like with the, the Justin Thomases of the world who is he's a he weighs a hundred and fifty-two pounds, and he's five foot nine, and he absolutely smashes it. And so, um, and then, and you also see bigger guys like like Kepka. But don't think that just because he's got bigger muscle mass that he's not flexible. These guys spend hours on this flexibility so that they can turn and they can explode into the ball like like they want to. That's but I mean they've got crucially a, a, the tour truck, the, the training truck. What do you guys call yeah, it on yeah, tour? The, the, the well, the physio or the the fitness trailers. Yeah. So I mean, virtually every, every guy right, goes in there and gets stretched before and after. Yes. Yep. So I, you know, people don't see that. That's, yep. You don't see that on the range. They once in a while they'll do a little story on it, but that's a big part of of what's going on here. So those are that adds to that long day that the tour player has. Plus, when they're traveling, and it's, you know, we would say, you know, it's you're in a car, you're in the box, meaning your hotel room, you're, you're flying all over the place. That's All that stuff is kind of negative for your body. And then no you question. go out there and you try to make something go 125 miles an hour. Right. So right. it's those little pieces. And it doesn't take much for a tour player to not be able to play at a high level. So that's why they pay so much attention to it. Yeah, Pearl, and some of these guys are traveling with their own trainers. You yeah, know, and, and, and they're all chefs and, and things no, like that no because question. they see the value. That's that's, that's the right. point. You that just, is. You it is. It's that's the value. a great. The, the value is. Be, the, look at how much money is on the line now. Yeah. We're talking about tens of millions of dollars, guys. When you look at players and you see patches on their sleeves and their shirts and their hats and things like that, when we played, those were worth anywhere between ten and twenty-five thousand dollars. These things are worth three, four, five hundred thousand dollars each. You can pay for a good chef on the road. Yeah. Yeah, Somebody to stretch you a little bit. Make some cereal and milk for you or something out there like we used to eat all the time. Oh, my God. What happened? What I I see now, even how I live now, just at home, don't worry about playing golf or anything like that, just how I live now. I think back when we were on the road thinking we were – Somehow thinking we're doing the right thing with the bacon and the eggs and the yep. cereal and yep. the and the or and the pretend uh, tang orange juice and whatever else we were. Oh my <laughs> oh, gosh! I know. Oh, I mean, I know. how many it's days crazy. did we go without having a glass of water? Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. I, I don't know. But we didn't go without beer. No, no, no. we didn't. Or vodka. Well, that's going to do it for the front nine. But stay with us. We have Cindy Vickers on the leading edge, and we're going to continue this conversation about physical fitness, and she's going to help us lower our physical handicap. This golf with Jay Delsing. The 100,000-watt blowtorch for St. Louis sports, driven by Auto Centers Nissan, home of the 30-day return. WXOS and WXOS HD1, East St. Louis, 101 ESPN. Yeah, we're back here with the Leading Edge segment. Um, Cindy Vickers is with me, and um, we have titled this series, uh, Lowering Your Physical Handicap. Good morning. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. How are you today? Great, thanks. So we talked about getting guys and gals off the couch into the gym. Last segment, we talked about the don'ts, what not to do in the gym. Today, let's talk about the do's. All right. So I'm going to say things that, like, you could maybe just get a visualization of, because we're talking about doing a lot of strength exercises and flexibility. You've got to be in a one-on-one so because some people really need to see the picture and then you want somebody to be looking at you and sort of coaching you along helping you to get you know in the right position and do things 
to get the biggest bang for your buck. But so the first thing is is to do this uh, activation. Again, you have to see this, but this is not anything. This is requires no strength whatsoever. You just literally go home. It's like the think method. And you just think about it, and then your brain at some point like builds a chain, and you can do it. And so it's activating some of these lower abdominal muscles and these glutes. And I would say that I have every single one of my clients do it, probably have had one client who could do it initially. Right. So. So, again, you can come in with, like, zero skill. That doesn't matter. And let's just say this, Cindy. Um, you'll go to – you'll come to their home. You'll meet them at your gym, at their gym, whatever works yeah. best for them. Make it as convenient as possible. Yes. And so, you know, some things that are nice to have when you're doing this work is it's nice to be able to have some kind of a cable machine. But really, there's nothing that you can't do at home, even with – Oh, zero equipment. I mean, like you'd have, oh, well, I, two things that I would bring with me, but it's right. just portable equipment. All right. So let's suppose that you are going to the gym and I want to go back to these split squats uh, or lunges. Again, you still, you first have to have this neuromuscular activation, but at some point you've really got to be able to do glute work because that has to stabilize you and keep you mobile so you can rotate your pelvis or rotate your torso um, around your lower body. So doing things like lunges and some kinds of squats, I'm going to say it's very important to do in the gym. And I I just have to um, contradict myself. I would really hesitate to tell somebody to do that without somebody who really knows what they're doing, watching them. Oh, Cindy, they'll not be able to get, they'll not be able to get up the next day if they do, you know, a dozen of these or so, and they haven't done them before. This will absolutely knock them out if they're not having someone there to help yeah, them. Right. And you also might not be working. You might be doing injury to your low back, and you might not really be working your glutes. But now that you just scared everybody to yeah. death, I mean, we ease into this, right? Okay. No, I'm trying to tell them that's why they need you there to make sure that they're not going to get hurt. Yeah, I've hurt myself If awesome. you can't get out of the chair when it's down low, then you're definitely, according to TPI, not strong enough to play golf. I mean, right. they're, they are really really hammer home this um, glue strength. So that's one thing. Another thing about a do is learning how to practice balance. So how do you practice balance? I mean, there's some very, very simple things. Here's one. You stand up, you lift your knee up in front of you. So your legs kind of at a 90 degree angle or your knee and close your eyes. And, and, And look, that sounds so simple. Try it. Oh, yeah. Try it. It's not. Especially as soon as you close your eyes. Right. So that's one. And then another way is to find your your uh, stance at a dress, right? So your knees are bent. You're leaning forward a bit. I'm just going to say just pull in your, pull in your abs just, just your to stomach protect your a back. Bit, yeah. And then you, you can just cross your um, hands in front of you like, you know, hands to opposite shoulders and pick up one leg try to rotate your torso without moving your hips. There's a whole lot of balance there and not moving your hips is a big deal, but I see this all the time. People just, they simply cannot hold their balance there. I mean, you you need that on the course. So that's another one. And then this is really simple. So again, go into your golf posture. Both knees are bent. This is the part you need to hear. Both knees are bent. So rotate your torso. Let's say you're a right-handed golfer. Rotate your torso to the right. Do not allow your right leg to straighten. Right. Keep it bent. That, 
This is Cindy Vickers. This is the practice. Uh, and this is, um, here's a, a little bit of her credential. She's a personal trainer, registered yoga teacher, corrective exercise specialist, and my favorite, TPI Performance Inst- Institute instructor. Reach out to her at 314-323-2004. After 25 years on the PGA Tour, Jay Delsing takes you behind the scenes from the eyes of a pro. Now back to more golf with Jay Delsing on 101 ESPN. The back nine is brought to you by St. Louis Bank. Welcome back. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. Jay and John are here, and uh, we're going into the back nine. Folks, you're really going to like this interview from Garrett Johnson. He's uh, he, he, he talked to all of the caddies on the President's Cup before they went over to Australia. So enjoy this interview. Oh, man, I'm so fortunate to sit down with Garrett Johnson today. Garrett, thanks for joining me. Oh, no problem, Jay. Good, uh, good to talk to you. Yeah, you as well. Now, we first met, I'm trying to remember which U.S. Open it was when we first met, both of us working for Fox. Was it Was it Chambers Bay? Yeah, the senior open in my hometown, Sacramento there, 2015. Uh, uh, that's right. It was at um, Del Paso. Yep, Del Paso Country Club, yeah. So give um, the, the list. Second, that was the second event on Fox, actually, because remember at the time it was back-to-back weeks. You guys started uh, at Chambers Bay with the big uh, U.S. Open there, and, um, Jordan Spieth winning. And then the very next week, uh, we're up in Sacramento. I remember even being on a flight from Seattle to Sacramento, and Colin Montgomery uh, was on my flight, and he was pumped to, to play in Sacramento. And um, I think he was with his mom at the uh, – at the um, area picking up his uh bags and uh, there's so much anticipation for for this the open and it's at that level the senior open is a big deal um especially for i want to say he was defending champ yeah i think he won in 2014 so um yeah there's so many uh for, for me sacramento is a special time it was great i met you out there but uh there's always uh so many good memories that come out of those opens yeah, oh, absolutely, and man, we've had some fun working together. I know you love the game, Garrett. It just it shows. Tell our tell our listeners a little bit about what they're doing, how they can follow you on Twitter, and um, and then we're going to get into some of these great stories. I see. I've been I I follow you on Twitter, and your your Twitter feed's just blowing up with some of these great Presidents Cup stories that you have. Sure, thanks. Yeah, I, for me, uh, I started about ten years ago. I, I realized. Uh, I wanted to add another voice to what we see on the broadcast. You know, there's I mean, CBS does a great job, Fox, um, NBC, Golf Channel. There's so many great voices that are on the, on those broadcasts, but in the end, they're they're, they're limited to that three hour window or that six hour window, whatever it is. And there's so many cool little nuances. There's so much color that happens in between the lines, whether it's with caddies or. Are, are things that happen during a round. Um, in, in my case, 10 years ago when I started writing, I, I thought, you know what, let me start writing for the hometown papers of some of the younger stars, younger players, you know, whether it was Harris English for the Thomasville, Georgia paper, or Justin Thomas for his, uh, you know, hometown paper in Louisville, or Tony Fina for the Salt Lake City paper. Um, talk to these guys and Grow with the rookies was always my mindset going in. A, a good friend of mine, a mentor, Scott Howard Cooper, who worked for many years for NBA.com, DLA Times, one of the great uh, basketball writers covering Magic Johnson and, and the Lakers in their hoodies. He always told me, yeah, grow with the rookies. I mean, do, do the best you can. And that's kind of been my, uh, 
my mantra, Jay. Just uh, I, I love the game so much, and, and I started playing when I was uh, 11. I was a Boy Scout, and I took the golfing merit badge and played in Sacramento at uh, Bing Maloney Golf Course. I worked there a couple years later as a starter. Uh, but I always realized um, early on, I thought, you know, golf is a fun game, but to me it's about the people. You know, golf is about friends in the end and the people, the relationships you make, whether it's at your home club, in my case in Sacramento, or, or whether it's in St. Andrews, Scotland, or, or in Ireland, some of the great people where this game was born. Uh, I've been fortunate to cover some of the Opens um, 2015 through 2017. And a lot of it was, you know, for Tony Finau's hometown paper or Daniel Summerhay's first British Open or, or what have you. Um, Zach Johnson's win in 2015 for the Cedar Rapids Gazette was a huge high for me. And, uh, you know, Tom Watson's hometown paper as well that week. That was his last Open. Uh, one of the epic moments. I was just so lucky to cover Tom um, in that in that event. But, but yeah, I mean, just it's, it's just amazing where this game takes you. And you, you mentioned that as well before uh, for you, Jay, in, in your experience, right? Oh, Garrett, I have met so many people and gone to so many places and done so many things that I would have never been able to do without the game of golf. Just so fortunate. Yeah, yeah, it, it's a, it's a, it's kind of, it's humbling. It, it, it's a very it's emotional a lot of times too because especially when I look at like these team events next week, you got the president's cup, they're going back to Australia. And for a lot of these guys, it, it's sentimental. You know, they were there in 2011 in the case of Paul Tesori and Webb Simpson. And um, that at the time, Webb Simpson was the youngest player on that American team. I know. <laughs> isn't that something? And now look at us. We got Xander, the X factor. And you got uh, JT uh, as a young guy, but he's certainly a stalwart and, um, man, it, it's amazing. American golf's in a great spot right now, and, and, and when you look at the international team, I, you know, I think of you know Sungjae Im and uh, Joaquin Neiman. Some of these guys are just knocking on the door, and you wouldn't be surprised to see some of the guys in the international team give it a good run in some of the majors next year as well. Um, yes, Tiger won the Masters last year, but but there's still so much good opportunity for these younger. Uh, maybe I'll call them underclassmen, guys under 25, under under 27, um, that are really taking uh, taking their flag to these um, to these big events. Yeah, and so tell us a little bit. So you got to spend some time with a lot of these uh, these these U.S. caddies, haven't you? I have, yeah, and it's funny. I, I mean, you mentioned that, and, and I just my mind automatically goes to yes, U.S. caddies. I, I talked to John Wood. Um, yesterday morning, then it was uh, talked to Paul Tesori in the evening. Um, John yeah, Caddy's for Matt Kutcher, and um, Paul Caddy's for uh, Webb Simpson, as we mentioned. Webb Simpson, yeah, yeah. Um, it's amazing how much experience those guys have in a team room. Um, if you're a caddy right now in professional golf, Jay, and you run the table for the next 15 years, and somehow you find a player that is able to get on all these teams the next 15 years, you're barely catching up with John Wood. You know what I, I mean? know. Think about He's that. How about, you know, for 20-plus years, and, and same with Paul Tesori. This is uh, Paul's eighth President's Cup. And I'll just never forget, I mean, talking to him uh, last night, just how close some of these cups have been. I, I know the U.S. has won so much. We all know that, right? They beat me internationals. That's been the narrative, right? Um 
but he he was telling me that there have been matches like at Muirfield in 2013, Muirfield Village. They were in the the last three groups. Imagine this. That, that you're the caddy for Webb Simpson and Webb is out there with a meaningful point available in the final three groups. And there's only three groups on the course. And in the end, in that case, Tiger, of course, came through and got the point and, and, and won it for, for, for the team. But Paul has been in some battles uh, in a lot of these close presidents cups, even 2011 was close. As we remember that another win that Webb and Paul were a part of They're two and zero together in presidents cups. Remember, Tiger closed out Aaron Baddeley there on the 15th hole. But at the time, until they're closed out, Webb was still out on the course, and, and Paul was uh, you know, giving him important reads late down the stretch. So it's just amazing that it's not always the, that the result – we look at it on Wikipedia page, we say, okay, the U.S. won by this many points or that many points. But, man, these guys are out there um, in, in clutch moments. And, and I also think of the, as I mentioned, John Wood. He, his goal has been to be on, on a winning team and be in the team room, as, particularly in the Ryder Cup, right? And he got that. In 20, uh, 2008 was his first winning team. But his first time on a Ryder Cup was 02. And I'll never forget the story. He told me uh, probably one of the funnest moments of this whole, these, these projects, is he told me he was caddying for Calc at the time in 2001, Jay. And Calc sat down with him over dinner at New Orleans with, uh, Wood's best buddy on tour, Bones. We all love Jim Bones Mackay. And there they are having dinner, and Calc, in between bites <laughs> over dinner, is like, oh, by the way, Woody, uh, you're with me at the Ryder, at the, uh, Ryder Cup. <laughs> I just love it. And Wood is just like, are you serious? Did I, did I hear you correctly? Remember, this is Wood's all-time goal as a caddy. And, and here he is over dinner, as casual as can be. Oh, yeah, by the way, you're on, you're, you're on Ryder Cup with me. And at the time, he, um, Calc was rotating caddies, and it, there was nothing solid. But just an amazing moment for John. He said he'll never forget it, just the emotion. Um, and, I, and I just love to see that for these guys, whether it's the player or the caddies. When we turn on the TV and watch the President's Cup next week, for a lot of these guys out there on the broadcast, this is what they've hoped for for so long as they got into this profession. Garrett, I had Bones on the show uh, earlier this past summer, and he talked about his main goal was to somehow try to make one of these team events. And then I think Phil played in 20 in a row or something like that, 10 Ryder Cups in a row and then 10 President's Cups in a row and then you know just obviously missed. This was the first one that he hasn't played in in something like 20 years or, or 20 years plus. I can't remember exactly, but just remarkable stuff. And they were on 13 winning teams, you know, in 13 winning team rooms <laughs> in all of those two, 10 in the uh, President's Cup and three Ryder Cup wins. Um, Jay, and, and the amazing thing, too, is who would have thought in their very final pairing together as player caddy in 2016, remember the high of that win for the U.S. team at Hazeltine, right? Ryan Moore makes the clinching putt on 18. Everybody celebrates. Bones is there. He's such a fixture of the event. If you would have told him then or told us as an audience then, you know, this would be Bones' last one because, um, of course, they would break up the next summer. Who, who, who could have believed you then? I mean, because we know, as you mentioned, how huge this is for Bones to be a part of these. And, and now he's, he's got a mic kind of like you. You know, he's got a mic. He gets to call some of the shots uh, um, in the broadcast. Okay, and that's going to wrap up the back nine. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. Uh, don't go anywhere. 
John and I have the 19th hole coming for you. I want to thank Whitmore Country Club for sponsoring my show, Golf with Jay Delsing. There's 90 holes of golf at Whitmore. If you join out at Whitmore, you get privileges at the Missouri Bluffs, the Links of Dardine, Golf Club of Wentzville, and all the cart fees are included in that membership. There's no food and beverage minimums and no assessments ever. They've got a great 24-hour fitness center, a large pool complex, three tennis courts, a year-round social calendar that is rocking out at Whitmore. There's kids' clubs, junior golf, junior tennis, swim team available for your children. This is a family-friendly atmosphere, a wonderful staff, and you've got to go to the golf shop and visit my friend, Bummer. He is an absolute treat. Don't forget about the golf leagues, their skin games, members' tournaments. Bummer and the staff out of Whitmore are continually running cool and fun golf events for you and your family. Visit their website at whitmoregolf.com. Urban Chestnut Brewing Company is proud to be an official sponsor of 101 ESPN's newest show, Golf with our friend Jay Delsing. Just like Jay, Urban Chestnut is born right here in St. Louis. With three local brewing and restaurant locations, you won't travel far to sample straight from the source. If you're heading out to the links this weekend or if you're just in the mood for a classic German-style beer, grab a four-pack of our fresh, refreshing Zwickel Bavarian Lager wherever craft beers are sold. Urban Chestnut Brewing Company, St. Louis, Missouri. Prost! Are the words community, trust, and civic pride important to you? How important to you are those words when choosing who you'd like to do business with? If you're like me, then they're very important. Enter St. Louis Bank. These key words are part of the cornerstone on which St. Louis Bank was founded. This bank is locally owned, and these guys live in our community. Did you know there's a new group of leaders at St. Louis Bank? This new group has doubled down on their commitment to St. Louis, being more involved and getting to know any like-minded person that shares these same values. St. Louis Bank wants to build something big together. When it comes to trust and honesty, don't take my word for it. You'll have to see for yourself. Look for the new locations in Edwardsville opening March 2020 and one at Highway 40 in Hanley coming April of 2020. You can call them at 314-851-6200. Reach them at stlouisbank.com or stop by their current location on South Outer 40 in town and country. And remember, St. Louis Bank wants to move your business forward together. It's time for the 19th hole on Golf with Jay Delsing. The 19th hole is brought to you by Mike Duffy's Pub and Grill. Mike Duffy's Pub and Grill, the best burgers in town since 1986. Mike Duffy's Pub and Grill, the best burgers in town since 1986. Welcome back. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. I'm your host, Jay. John is here with me, and we're on the 19th hole. But uh, we have a fine drive with Jay, uh, with our partners, the Dean Team uh, Automotive Group. Man, um, they have been just fantastic. I told you folks a while back that I I purchased a car uh, for my 16-year-old. Uh, got a used Volkswagen over at the dealership in Kirkwood, and uh, man, Brent and Colin were just fantastic. My daughter loves the car. The service was terrific. We had a little issue with it uh, about two weeks after we bought it. They said, bring it in. We'll take care of it. And sure enough, they did. Uh, A lot of dealers will tell you they've got any sort of car, every car you want. But the Dean team really does. They have Volkswagen, Subarus, Genesis, you name it. They've got a golf cart division. It's on Manchester Road also. Uh, 
DeanTeamGolfCart.com. They've got all sorts of cool features that they can put on a golf cart and um, make it custom for you. They can make it street legal. So go check that out as well. But if you're a car guy, you got to go over to Dean Team Autosports. They've got about $10 million bucks worth of cars on that lot. And every single car that you have ever thought of is over there. They've got a car that's a, a Porsche 918 Spider that goes for about, oh, I don't know. Meat's got two of them, I think. That goes for about a million and a half dollars. It is just spectacular. All their dealerships are located on um, Manchester Road. Um, visit them at DeanTeam.com and tell them Jay Delsing sent you, and they will hook you up for some sort of great vehicle. And now more on that uh, Garrett Johnson interview. So, Garrett, tell us a little bit about Xander Shoffley. He's one of my favorite players. He, he, he lives under the radar, doesn't get the attention that some of the other players do. But, man, he's a, he's a great young player, a great young guy. And his caddy, Austin Kaiser, is a good man, too. Right. Yeah, no, Xander's great. And, and I think, um, you know, the amazing connection that I heard between them, of course, they were, they were college golf teammates, you know, San Diego state, you know, they grew up in paradise uh, going to, uh, as Aztecs uh, there, you know, four years ago when they, they finished up, but uh, Kaiser um, was telling me that he was in the car. Austin was in the car with Xander when Xander got the call from Ryder Cup captain Jim Furyk last year. They were driving from the BMW, Aronimic, remember it was there yep. last year, to the airport in Philly. And what an emotional moment because here, here, you, got the, here you got the Ryder Cup captain calling Xander. He picks it up and, and Furyk says, you know what, you guys just missed getting that last pick. And, and as we remember, Jay, it was down to Finau. It seemed like it was down to Finau and Xander because they, they were the guys with all the top tens. They were the guys making the biggest moves into those playoffs. And I'll never forget that uh, Austin said when, when Xander hung up that phone, he said, oh, man, we just didn't – it's on my shoulders. I, I just didn't get it done. We, we, and we, we just got to be better. And lo and behold, they get on automatically as, an, as, a, as a, in fifth in the rankings for the President's Cup here this very next year here. Yeah. And, you know, they go on to win um, HSB championships, uh, was it a month and a half later? So talk about lighting a fire under a guy. Um, you know, we see Xander on, on the broadcast, and, and, and he, he seems, you know, pretty pretty laid back. He doesn't seem too intense. But, you know, one thing Austin uh, is, always tells me about him is that he, he has a burning fire, and he's a quiet assassin in terms of his ability in, in matches because he's – Austin had played so many college matches with him, but he said as, as a leader, that's his leadership style is to be a quiet assassin and lead by example. And he's not going to – he's not going to be vocal. He's just going to do his job. And, and Xander has had an unbelievable career, um, especially when you look at his U.S. Open records. And, um, heck, he almost beat Rory there uh, in that big uh, European Tour event, what, about a month ago. He right. seems to always be in the mix. Yeah, he's um, just one of those really players. Really impressed with those guys right now. Yeah, he doesn't have any sort of backup in him. And he uh, – He's extremely aggressive, extremely powerful, and I, I just love the way that he goes about uh, his business. Now, did you get to spend some time with um, Tony Finau's caddy, Greg Bodine, as well? I did. Yeah, Greg. Uh, Greg is loving this. Um, you know, he's he's a father of two young boys, um, 
and they're you know two two and a half and under and his wife Kelsey they love the game they brought their son Brooks who's two and a half to 20 tournaments so far in his young life what a lucky kid right yeah that's pretty cool uh, Riviera you name it some of the, some of the best venues U.S. Opens and um, but this is not going to quite work out this time with their schedule. Um, so it's just going to be Greg going solo uh, to, to the President's Cup. But, you know, let's remember, they were the, the guys that got that call from Furyk um, last year, and they got on the team um, for the Ryder Cup. And, and, and how do they perform? Remember, Jay? They went 2-1, and one and yep. they hit the very shot. I, I should say Tony hit the very first shot of that Ryder Cup as a rookie with that crazy crowd there in Paris, ole, ole, ole. And he's got to put a peg in the ground. Well, he nuked a, a three iron, 290 in 42-degree weather, um, right down the middle. And, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, Greg Greg said that one of the things that showed him so much about the confidence of his of his guy, Tony, was that there was question about, hey, who, who should hit the sea shot first? And Tony didn't let a second go by. And he's like, hey, I'm taking this. I'm going. That's and awesome. He the shot. Remember, he was, with, he was with Brooks Kepka. Absolutely. The just smashed Tiger at the PGA just two months ago before that. Uh, but it's just so impressive how Tony has played in the presence of Brooks, um, teaming up as a solid tandem, going two and one at that Ryder Cup, and then and then having an unbelievable singles match against Tommy Fleetwood, going six and four. On that Sunday, when Tommy had gone four and zero that week with Molinari, right? Um, but yeah, Greg is so excited. Uh, Tony's caddy is so excited for this second team event. He's been watching it on YouTube. He's got a YouTube Premium account, so we can see as much President's content as possible. Um, but hey, I mean that's all of us, right? If we if we were headed over to rural Melbourne, we'd be doing our best to <laughs> scout out the course on uh, on our computer, right? Oh, absolutely. And and nowadays, I mean, it's so interesting, Garrett, because when I played, we didn't have these sort of things available to us. And I mean, I look at all the how the game has changed. Everybody's you know cruises around with a truck, man, and all this all this stuff. There's just so much information at your fingertips. Yeah, yeah, it is, and. Um... But at the same time, I mean, there's there's just they got to put in the work too, especially from the player perspective. Um, they they got to put in the work um, outside of, of of being at the at these tournaments and events. And and I remember Austin Kaiser telling me that he lives ten minutes away from Xander down in San Diego, and Xander's not one to sit around on his computer and, and watch events. Like he he's out there practicing and asking Austin, hey, come out here, let's let's go practice as often as possible. And yes, they have a track man there when they're practicing on ranges and stuff, but man, I, I I'm just so impressed um, with some of these younger players like Xander, like Justin Thomas, who we're going to see a lot of next week. Um, and, and looking at the pairings too, um, don't you think Jay, that some of these first round pairings that we saw Wednesday going to be a, a bit of a preview for, well, it's for interesting, right isn't it Garrett? Yeah. I, you're going to get a, a really cool snapshot into the way a great player thinks who's also the captain in Tiger Woods. You're going to get a really cool snapshot into seeing what this looks like down there. Yeah. Yeah. And seeing, you know, you got Xander with uh, Gary Woodland. Um, At least they had in the first round there. And uh, I I like some of the way these pairings are coming together. And, and, And yeah, you mentioned Tiger. 
this has got to mean so much to him. Um, and I, I'd love to talk to Joe LaCava after this President's Cup and just to see what his guy was like in these team rooms. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. we see Tiger, and we know how stoic he can be. You know what I mean? But, but Jay, like, there is such a, shot, a side of Tiger we've been seeing these last couple of years. Um, I'll never forget that, that Joe told me, uh, the softer side of Tiger, Joe told me after the Masters that the first text that Tiger sent him went after they won late that night, that Sunday night was, uh, Hey Joe, thanks for sticking with me, buddy. Um, through thick and thin, uh, I love you like a brother. Yeah. We've you know, seen and, that and, Garrett. And, there's and no question. It says so much about the new tiger, you know, it is. And, and he's, he's smiling more. He's engaged more. He's, you know, well, let's be honest. He's probably eaten the biggest case of humble pie for almost 10 years. It's maybe as big as anything in the country except for maybe Lance Armstrong. I mean, he had, had took a tremendous amount of ridicule and a lot of public scrutiny. And, you know, he's coming around to the other side, and it's great to see. Yeah, it's, it was a story. Remember, it was exactly 10 years ago, uh, thank, you know, Thanksgiving, uh, when the stories came out. And it, it, the stories wouldn't go away, right? It just, it's just such a shelf life. And every National Enquirer, USA Today, just kept going. And there are so many comebacks he's come back from. Right. When you when you the, look at that very first one, and then the chipping yips. Remember Phoenix Open 2015? He was down there and just couldn't chip well at all. Um, it's just amazing, and I'm I'm so happy for Tiger. Um, just there's something about the golf world. It's a small golf world that we're in, Jay. But when Tiger has that ear to ear grin, all is right with the world. You know what I mean? And I think the one of the last times I saw it um, post-scandal was 2011 at Royal Melbourne. Remember when he clutched, excuse me, when he closed out Aaron Baddeley and won on that 15th hole, um, that first hug he gave to, to Nick Watney and that embrace, you'll see it in his promos for the president. Yes. It's all over the promos. But that ear-to-ear grin he had when he, when he looked at Nick and, hey, that, man, I, I won the cup. Uh, you know, that to me, all is right with the golf world when we see that that full grin, and, and he doesn't have anything else that would seem to be holding him back. Uh, Garrett, gosh, man, this is fantastic. So listen, folks, you have got to get on Twitter and at Johnston Garrett. It's J O H N S T O N G A double R E double T. Go follow Garrett. He, I am scrolling through your feed right now, but you've got stuff. One of my favorite caddies out on tour works for Ricky Fowler. Joe, um, uh, I, I'm not exactly Scavern, sure. Scavern, yeah. Scavern is, is his last name. I wasn't sure how to pronounce it, but he is one of my favorites, and I know he's delighted that, you know, Ricky got the call. I know that no one likes to have Brooks hurt, but – to be on that team, he's getting go getting to go to Royal Melbourne. You've also got stuff in there f- with Patrick Reed's guy. His name is uh, Kessler Karain, and you've got to check this stuff out because it's it's priceless stuff. It really is. Yeah, thanks, Jay. And, and well, you mentioned Joe Scovern. This guy, remember, Ricky got the pick from Captain Corey Pavin, but the, he was, he, belief was given into him as a little kid with long hair in 2010 to make that Ryder Cup team as a captain's pick at Celtic Manor. What did he do? He goes birdie, 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 
to get a, a have against Eduardo Molinari, keep them alive. Um, and that was his first team appearance, and that was Joe's first taste of it, right? Joe's yeah. 38 now. The very next year, Ricky didn't make the team. As happens so often, it's such a deep pool of talent. It's hard to make these teams. Ricky didn't make the President's Cup for the Royal Melbourne. Well, the next week they would play the Australian PGA. And so Joe Scarver said, you know what? Let me get down there early, hang out with my boy, Matty Kelly, who caddies for Leishman and is from Australia. Let's go check out the matches for one day. Now, listen, we're not going to tell our buddies, the other caddies, we're going to show up on Friday, kind of watch it and see what it's like. <laughs> so Joe Scarverin, Ricky's caddy, saw the 2011 President's Cup with his own eyes, walked the grounds of Rome over, loves the course, and was there as a spectator uh, eight years ago. And now he's going back with Ricky, who got the pick, and just an unbelievable opportunity. Um, and Joe told me uh, over the phone, he said, hey, man, it's going to be so weird, you know, not having bones in the team room. It's yeah. just so weird to not have him there. Um, but now I'm becoming one of the old guys. That's what made him realize he's one of the old vets now at 38. Well, those torches pass quickly, Garrett. Yeah, the torches pass quickly there because, you know, this this stuff, you're, they, you keep your head down before you know it. Ten years has gone by, and if you've been fortunate enough to make the team a couple of times, you know, you've been in there three times. Well, there's not many people that can have that on the resume. Yeah, it, it is something else. And, and also, too, yes, you, you feel like you're getting older, right? But at the same time, when is this my final one? Like, you just never know. It's not, not, never guaranteed. And so for him to see uh, John Wood and um, Paul Tessori and uh, Joe LaCava, Brennan Little, the Canadian um, who was on the bag, remember, during U.S. Open on Friday? Absolutely great uh, guy, Brennan Little, second, working for Gary Woodland. You know, 49, 50 years old. So there are some older guys, but um, you just never know when it's going to be their last one, when it's going to be your last one. I mean, these players, they're in the next 10 Masters or the next 10 uh, PGA Championships, what have you. But John Wood was telling me that you you can never guarantee that you're going to be on a team the next year. Even Captain America was waiting for a captain's pick. Right, and he got it. And uh, what is he like thirty something under par? I'm going to tweet this. He's thirty something under par since he got the call from Tiger. Yeah, you could tell <laughs> that he is just fired up. And I, I really think the last thing I want to ask you: Who do you think? Because I've got my opinion. I want to hear yours. Who do you think Tiger is going to lean on at this Presidents Cup? Which player in yeah. particular? Or yes, do you have a player or a player? I, I'd say two players that he's going to lean on heavily in this president's cup. Hmm. You know, I, I think, I think, uh, P Reed, uh, captain America is going to be a big one. Um, you know, had tiger not picked him, it would have been a huge, uh, I hate to say it, but it would have been almost a damning thing for Reed's career. Um, because he would have been left off a team and, and who knows what future captains would have done with him. Um, but the fact that he picked him up, I mean, Reed is unbelievable in these team events. Um, and he's told me many times that earning his way on these teams is like his biggest thing. Like since day one, when he was out there in 2013 um, playing in the 
um, Sony Open, his first event as a, as a card-carrying member, that, that's been his biggest goal. He takes so much pride. We know how much pride he has in general, but <laughs> this is a huge point of pride for, for Patrick Reed. He's going to lean on Reed. I wouldn't be surprised to see him in an anchor match when they need it. Um, and I think Ricky Fowler, man, I, I think Fowler is such a huge part of these teams. Fowler and also I'm going to add Tony Finau because of what Finau did at the Ryder Cup. Uh, Tiger knows how valuable a player he is. I like um, it. I like it, Garrett. I'm I'm really thinking we're going to see a lot of JT. That's my guy I, t- that I think Tiger is going to rely heavily on. He's been a great team guy in the Ryder Cup and the and the President's Cups in the past. He's playing about as well as anybody. Hopefully his health, you know, stays with him so we get the privilege of watching him for the next, you know, oh, gosh, who knows, 15, 20 years. But I'm looking for Justin Thomas mm-hmm. to be a big part of this. Well, they were paired together in the first round of the Heroes, so they might be playing together, which would be an absolute epic stuff. Uh, Must-watch TV. I don't care if it's, you know, 11, 12 p- uh, o'clock at night. Uh, gosh, how can you miss that as a golf fan, right? Wow, that's really a cool interview. Um, the timing just worked out really well with the President's Cup just ending, and Garrett is really plugged into those caddies, and that uh, gives us some good insight. That's going to do it for another show. Pearly, thanks for being with me. Meet, thanks for keeping us in track and in order. That's like keeping one more frog in the wheelbarrow. I don't know how you do it. But um, stay with us. We will talk to you next week. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. Hit him straight, St. Louis. That was Golf with Jay Delsing, brought to you by Whitmore Country Club. Tune in next Sunday for more from Jay, John, and the other pros and experts from the golf world. In the meantime... You can find all of Jay's shows at 101ESPN.com as well as at jdelsinggolf.com.